No deal for Mike Evans as the negotiation deadline comes and goes. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this bonus Saturday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JRCO underscore Bucks. He is David Harrison at DHarrison82, credentialed members of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. David is a staff writer over at BucksGameDay.com, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site, covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we are here with you every Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday, sometimes Sunday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. Today's episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code all lowercase locked on NFL. All lowercase is not a word. It's just in all lowercase locked on NFL is a promo code for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, James, the Locked On Bucks favorite, Yarko and David, the not a real Bucks fan, Harrison, coming at you on this live Saturday. Appreciate all of you. For coming through final season preview coming up in just a little bit we're going to put our names on some records uh that we are projecting so you can hold them against us all year long but we have to talk about the biggest news around the uh the buccaneers franchise thank you richard so the intro video froze on my screen and i was like i don't Ooh. know what's happening but i'm pretty sure the entire show just collapsed and then suddenly we're back on your face and i was like i have no idea what's going on so uh, I appreciate that. Uh, so I'm glad you guys saw it at least. Uh, Mike Evans did not get the offer uh, that he and his agent uh, wanted by the Saturday afternoon evening deadline. So Mike Evans is going to play this season according to his agent's threats um, and his demeanor. Uh, he's going to play out the final year of his contract and then figure out what's best for him uh, next. And that is obviously going to terrify a whole lot of people. Um, a little bit. Mike Evans' wife, possibly one of them, honestly. like eh. She's She's lived on and off in Florida for, for quite a while. You know what I mean? She might she might like it. Um, but what does it mean for Mike Evans' future? That's really, you know, the first part of this question. Because before we get to the Buccaneers' future, we got to talk about Mike Evans' future. And here's my take on Mike Evans, right? So we all have kind of spent a lot of time trying to read, you know, organizational structures, organizational behavior, and Mike Evans' uh, body language, right? Especially when he's asked about this whole thing. And I will agree with most that his body language, not good. Not good. Um, his body language definitely reads like a man who feels disrespected, you know, um, and some of this might come back to, you know, look, uh, every time it happens, certain people in the media like to point out that Mike Evans restructuring his contract to create more cap space for the Buccaneers. Isn't Mike Evans taking anything less than he's already due? Uh, he actually gets a little bit more money up front. And I think there is some validity to that. Sure. But there's also some validity to being willing to be flexible because, 
yeah, people have to understand like players more than anything, they want security, right? That's what this whole thing is about. That's what Mike has talked about. He wants security. Well, when I agree to let you give me like, so if I've got 10 million, 10 million, 10 million do guarantee you have to pay me $10 million over the next three years, period. And I agree to let you give me 5 million of my guarantees three years down the road this year. Yeah, I get my 15 million this year, but I also know I just weakened my security three years down the road because now if you cut me, those guarantees are already paid out. That's that's less of a hit on you. And, you know, I'm talking small fries compared to Mike Evans' contract. But I think when we talk about being willing to help a team, taking guarantees early removes those guarantees later, right? Which then makes it easier for a team to potentially move on from you. So it's not without risk to agree to restructure your contract like that. You're Mike Evans, so you can want to believe that that's not what the Buccaneers are doing. That's not what they would do and all those things. So you're willing to do it. But I do want to point out that being willing to restructure your deal as much as he has is a benefit to the team. So whether it's, you know, he's, he's not putting himself on a cross for all to see. Got it. You know what I mean? But he is still doing something to benefit the team. And then you look at the production and you look at the production with not Tom Brady quarterbacks. I don't blame Mike Evans for being disrespected or feeling disrespected, James, because I feel like he is being disrespected. And I feel like more than anybody, Jason Light should have a little bit more, you know, I would say should have a little bit more respect in, in the general sense, but the latest reports are they didn't even make him an offer. And right. to me, that is almost the most disrespectful thing is you're not even conversing on a deal. Like that's, that to me is, is worse than, even coming in below it. Cause at least if you're coming below it, you're trying to make a deal with me. You just may not want to give me everything I want. That's part of the negotiating process. You're not even negotiating to me. That's the biggest disrespect here. Well, and I, I go back to the statement from the agent that I talked about on the show uh, a week ago and he commended Jason light. Uh, and I, I'm speaking about Derek Gilmore, Mike Evans agent. He commended Jason light. He commended Mike Greenberg twice, twice. He called out the ownership. So I don't think this is a Jason Light problem. I don't think this is a Mike Greenberg problem. I think this is a Glazer problem. And I don't think the Glazers want to shell out money for a 30-year-old receiver. So what I think this is going to boil down to, and, and I'll make this kind of quick, as far as his status, I, I don't think it's over between Mike Evans and the Buccaneers. I think this is, if we're talking about this relationship in terms of a, of a marriage, they need to go to counseling. It's not over. This is salvageable. We're not citing irreconcilable differences, but there needs to be some counseling here. There needs to be some bending of the fences. Whether it helps or hurts, I do think we're looking at a Mike Evans franchise tag next year. I truly do. I don't think Jason Light wants to let him out the door. I don't think in his heart of hearts, Mike Evans wants to leave. Yeah. So I, I think they they slap the franchise tag on him, try to get that extended negotiating window to try to get things done. Or maybe Mike says, you know what, franchise me, and then I'm leaving. You're not going to do it again. I'm not signing with you. This is it. Um, but as far as this season is concerned, I think we're going to see as motivated of a Mike Evans as we've ever seen. And just fingers crossed, he doesn't deal with what Chris Godwin dealt with heading into, you know, potentially hitting free agency and you have a devastating injury that not only hurts his, his open market value, but also ends his streak. You don't want to see that happen. Mike Evans has been a constant. He's been one of the best players in franchise history. He is arguably the, the best 
draft pick the Buccaneers have ever made. He's been valuable and and loved in the community. You don't want to see anything bad happen to him. I just hope it's not the last year that we see him in a Buccaneers uniform. No, uh, you know, absolutely. And and yeah, I do think that because of the history, because of the connection that Mike will come back to the table at the end of the season. You know what I mean? But I think honestly with this, I mean, if he balls out, like you're not, he's, there's no hometown discount. You know what I mean? Like he'll come back to the table, but you're not getting a hometown discount. Now it's time to pay the Piper. Uh, we had a question from David that he, he heard that 45% of the buck salary cap was on IR. That's insanity. Um, 4.56 percent of the Buccaneers salary cap is on IR so whoever said 45 percent hopefully or 42 percent hopefully they were saying 4.2 and you just heard 42 yeah or or they if it was written out they just forgot to hit the decimal point maybe and that's according to uh spot track by the way so um yeah I mean I, I, you know at the end of the day the, the Mike Evans story isn't done now the, the the second question we have to answer I'm gonna do this really quickly is he going to get traded? No, he's not going to get traded. The Buccaneers are not going to trade Mike Evans midseason. He's going to finish the year as a Buccaneer, and we'll see what happens after that. Exactly. All right, we are taking one final look at the Buccaneers' 2023 season that kicks off tomorrow against the Minnesota Vikings. That is next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Go to Nutrafol.com men to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code locked on NFL. That's neutral.com slash men promo code locked on NFL. Thanks again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every day and today and every day and every day. Appreciate you coming through. I just got thrown in the comments by Adam. Hang on a second, Adam. Um, be sure you come back uh, tomorrow after the game. James is going to be live uh, following the Buccaneers upset win over the Minnesota Vikings. So make sure you're subscribed. Turn on those notifications because uh, James is going to go live as soon as he can following that game. In the meantime, Locked On Ultimate NFL Season Preview is here. Uh, a seven-episode extravaganza bringing you opinions, analysis, and plenty of debate from all 32 of our Locked On NFL hosts. You can watch James Jarko go round for round with the other, other NFC South hosts as they pick on him mercilessly. Catch every episode on the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, before we dive into the season, no, Adam, I am not going to try hair growth because this is by design. This is all mm -hmm. on purpose, and I promise you that by Wednesday, it will be out to here 
Um, so no, I do not need it. However, from those I know who do need it, uh, they say that it's pretty good and that you should try it as well. So um, if you try it or anybody tries it, by all means, let us know uh, how it goes as well. So James, I find it interesting that when promoting the the post game live reaction episode, you said the Buccaneers upset win. When you very Stop clearly it. picked Stop the it. Stop. to win, Stop that, it. Game. that doesn't listen. Here's what here. So so let's be real for a second. I always, 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 always want to talk about Buccaneers winning football. Period. That's true. That is true. There is never going to be a day where I say, yay, let's talk about negativity. Like when, when Jameis was here, didn't want to talk about it. When Ugh. Cutter was here, didn't want to talk about it. When, you know, when, when everything, when, 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 when Ryan Jensen got hurt, didn't want to talk about it. Never want to talk about negativity. So even if I tell you honestly that I feel like the Buccaneers are going to lose, I would, I would be dancing on the roof to come back and, and not and talk about me being wrong uh, 100% of the time. So, yeah, if I pick um, the Bucks to lose, I would I would much rather have people remind me in the comments that I was wrong than to yeah, yell yeah, at me for yeah, being right. I get it. I just 100%. had to give you a little yeah. bit of grief because I couldn't yesterday. No, I got you. Same thing with like Trask guys. You know what I mean? Like if I if I bag on Trask and he comes out and balls out, by all means, throw it at me. I'm happy. I'm happy to receive it. Adam, thank you for calling me beautiful. Um <laughs> You, you, you two are beautiful. All Bucks fans are beautiful because James and I get to live our dream doing this show and covering this team. And it's because of you guys. So we, we love every single one of you. Um, what we don't necessarily love is the first four games of the Buccaneer season because they've got some tough ones, right? Week one in Minnesota. It's obviously going to be a tough environment. Minnesota fans like their skull. They like their, their horn, uh, horn horns. I don't know if that's what it's called. Uh, and the Minnesota Vikings had five more wins than the Buccaneers did in 2022. And they've added Jordan Addison. Pretty good wide receiver out of USC. You may have heard of him. If not, you're about to. You're about to hear of him um, in week one against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then they've got the Chicago Bears, who you would look at as a winnable game. Five fewer wins last year than the Buccaneers uh, had. But they've got a lot of upgrades on defense. And they've added DJ Moore, who I know. NFC South fans like to laugh when you hear any Carolina Panther being spoken about in a good light. But I personally believe DJ Moore, a better receiver than he gets credit for, largely because of the, the quarterbacks that he's been playing with. Mike Evans knows a thing or two about that because he's seen a thing or two about that. Week three against Philadelphia Eagles, defending NFC champs. I mean, you know, there, there's not a lot more to say. Uh, six more wins, lots of turnover on the roster, but they did a fairly good job on paper of bringing good players in to replace good players out. New offensive coordinator, new defense coordinator. So, I mean, look, the Eagles are a question mark. Like, make no mistake about that. But that question mark looks like it's made pretty solidly like gold. You know what I'm saying? Uh, week four at Nola, always a tough game. One fewer win last year than the Buccaneers had. Lots of changes. And not, not lots of changes like the way the Eagles had, but some wholesale changes in some pretty important spots, including the quarterback position, James. So that's the first four games. Uh, a pretty interesting slate of games for the Buccaneers to go through. Only one divisional matchup. And it's still, I mean, every single one of those games almost is must see TV slash measuring stick. Yeah, I, I'll run through these quick one by one. You know, you bring up Minnesota had five more wins, but you you know have talked numerous times on this show about how they they won thirteen games. Were, were they really a thirteen win team kind of thing? I mean, they were what eleven and zero in the regular season in one score games, and then they lose a one score game in the playoffs to Daniel Jones and the New York Giants, like. This is a winnable game. It's gonna, It's a tough environment. Don't get me wrong, but this is a winnable game. And when we did our our schedule 
release prediction win loss stuff. I had this as a loss for the Buccaneers. I have since changed my mind. I think the Buccaneers are going into Minnesota and winning this game because yes, Jordan Addison, Alexander Madison, uh, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, they're all problems. You know what else is a problem? They're secondary because they stink. Uh, over to Chicago, five fewer wins. Yeah, okay, the defense did some things. DJ Moore, still no upgrade at quarterback for DJ Moore because Justin Fields is trash unless he's running the ball. Not scared of Chicago in the least. Um, you can OHIO all you want. Justin Fields stinks as a quarterback. Great running back, stinks as a quarterback. Um, Eagles, that's a loss. I'm not even going to sit here and pretend that I think the Buccaneers have a chance against the Eagles. That is a loss. That is a double-digit loss on national television. And against New Orleans and, and our everydayers, our every livers, as I started calling the people in the chat on yesterday's episode, you can call me out for it because I just said on WTSP Wednesday with Evan Klosky that I'm not going to pick the Buccaneers to lose to the Saints this year. Spoiler alert. Chances are I'm picking them to lose week four at New Orleans. I have them splitting the season series against New Orleans and against Atlanta. We'll get into that a little bit later. But I think the Buccaneers are looking at a really, really good shot at a two and two start, which heading into the bye, which the bye in week five stinks. But I think that's about as good as you could ask for, given the, the circumstances. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think a 500 start while you're getting your feet on the ground and your office coordinator is getting his feet on the ground and and your head coach refusing to name captains and your and your your head coach is refusing to name team captains. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not a bad. I mean, I think I would call that like par for the course. You know what I mean? I think that's the best way to kind of describe. It. It's not a birdie, it's not a bogey. It's par for the course, and and you feel good. You know, if you get par, you get to you get to play another hole. I think I don't know golf. Um, but I think that that fits. So let's get into regular season projections here now. Mm -hmm. And this is where I'm going to make some people mad. But do me a favor before you before you blast me in the comments. Let me finish what I have to say. Overall, I have the Buccaneers finishing nine and eight. So that's that's the headline. I've got the Buccaneers right now finishing nine and eight. And I think the plan, James, right, is we're going to do this episode every four weeks. Right. So like after four games, we'll come back and the Bucs are two and two, one and three, three and oh, four and oh, whatever they are after four weeks. They can't be three and oh. But anyway, um, and we'll update. You know what I mean? We'll learn and we'll update our opinions as we continue to learn. That's that's how everything works, right? But right now, I'm going nine and eight, and I, you know, I think that that could give them a playoff spot. It could also put them right on the edge of making the playoffs and put them on the outside looking in. Where I'm going to make all of you mad is the first four games. I have the Buccaneers going one or three or no, I'm sorry, one and three in the first four games. I can't even spit it out cleanly. Um, I have them losing at Minnesota in week one, obviously, because the crossover, I said that I do have them losing against the Chicago Bears. I also have them losing to the Philadelphia Eagles, but I have them winning against the New Orleans Saints. The biggest reason is I, I kind of already said this. I almost look at this Buccaneers squad like I look at last year's Jacksonville Jaguars squad where you got a new well, newish quarterback in Jacksonville. It wasn't his first year, but newish quarterback. You've got a new scheme. You've got new pieces. They're going to need some time and you're going up against teams that are fairly familiar with each other. Like Chicago outside of DJ Moore, he's fair. They're, they're fairly, fairly familiar with each other. and They're fairly confident. Their defense is going to be a little bit of questionable. Minnesota has a lot of continuity there. The Eagles have a lot of continuity, even with some of the turnover they've had. So I just feel like you're going to go up against teams that are just better equipped this early in the season. So I think you could see them stumble coming out the gates. But if you have a one in three start and a nine and eight finish, 
that means the later half of your season, just like the Jaguars had last year, is a lot stronger. And you're going to see this team continue to grow, continue to get better. And I actually have them, James, from week 9 to 12 going 3-1. and one. The only loss on the road to the San Francisco 49ers, which you know what? A team in this state, you can't really get mad at that. Uh, and then you end up, like I said, 9-8. and eight. Maybe you're in the playoffs. Maybe you're on the outside looking in. But it's a much stronger finish than it is a start. So if you're going to hate me for the start, love me for the finish. <laughs> yeah, I, I can absolutely see things playing out that way where they do struggle to, to build that chemistry and, and get off to the right footing. But once they hit their stride, they can actually start moving forward. I'm going to give my season projection and then we are going to hand out some awards based on how we see the season shaking out. That is coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. And this episode, of course, is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And now, Prize Picks offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. This week, I am going with. Rashad White to go for more than 47 and a half rush yards. Joe Mixon, more than 19 and a half receiving yards. Kyle Pitts, fewer than 37 and a half receiving yards. Joe Burrow, fewer than 265 and a half passing yards. Jalen Hurts, more than one and a half passing touchdowns. And Nick Chubb to go more than a half of a total touchdown. So go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Wrapping things up here on a bonus Saturday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Uh, thank you all for joining us on this college football Saturday. We're going to get you out of here before Bama and Texas kick off, though. Don't you worry. David, I'm going to jump over to my uh, season projection. When we did this, when the schedule came out, I, I had said that I had this team hovering around that like seven and nine to nine and seven area. And we'd even talked about a couple of games that we viewed as coin flips and what the record could go up to if we gave those coin flips wins and what they could go down to if we gave those coin flips losses. I went through and I did game-by-game game prediction again while we were getting ready for this show. And I have this team at 10-7. and seven, And nice. I don't feel great about it. I feel like that's too many wins. Yeah. I would have been more comfortable in that 8 or that 9-8 that and eight range that you had. But, you know, there, there's going to be some crazy things that happen. We know that the Buccaneers are going to win a game or two that they have no business winning. They're going to lose a game or two that they really have no business losing because that's the way of the National Football League. So I go through, I have them two and two to start the season, as I mentioned. But then after that two and two start, I have them winning four out of their next five games. I have them beating Detroit. Yes, beating Detroit, who just beat the Chiefs, 
when in reality, the Chiefs beat themselves because Kadarius Tony has brick hands. I have them beating yeah. the Falcons. The Gators beat the Chiefs. Huh? The Gators beat the Chiefs. The, oh, there you go. Um, I have them beating Detroit, beating Atlanta, losing to Buffalo, winning at Houston, and then beating the Tennessee Titans. That puts their record at that point at six and three. That is a great start for this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. But then I get later in the schedule and all of a sudden I have them losing three games in a row in December at Atlanta, at Green Bay versus Jacksonville. I think the Buccaneers are a more talented team than Green Bay, but I've marked that as kind of the game that they should win that they're going to lose, just like I've marked Detroit as the game they should lose, but they're going to win. So all of that is to say that the Buccaneers are going to be a wild card team. Well, I mean, look, you know, again, I've got them going nine and eight. That's a winning record. And I understand some Buccaneers fans still feel like a winning record in this circumstance is, is a down is a down season. You know what I'm saying? But if we're being honest, guys, Baker Mayfield is on his fourth team in two seasons. And this offensive line is not, highly regarded anywhere in the national football league. If this team goes nine and eight, 10 and seven, I mean, Dave Canales might get head coaching offers or at least interviews. Um, Now I don't think he'll get the job because this is his first full year running his own offense. You know what I'm saying? But like, but if this team wins 11 games or 12 games, it's not just going to be defense. It's going to be offense. And Dave Canales might actually get a head coaching job somewhere. Um, so I think we have to keep everything in perspective. Like the Tom Brady days are gone. The three-year run of playoffs happened, yes, but that is not who the Buccaneers are anymore. There's a lot of, of drastic changes happening within this roster. So nine wins, ten wins is not a negative. That's that's definitely a positive. And trust me, you you put those record projections on a lot of other people's uh, radars and other beats, and they're not going to think that we're being negative. Um, but let's get to some awards. So we both think this team is a winning team. And if you're right and they get better faster, that's really the difference between our projections. You see them getting better faster than I do. And if they get better faster and they beat the Chicago Bears and Ohio State legend uh, Justin Fields, then that puts my record up to 10 wins as well. So we both have this team ballparked in the same area. So that being said, if this team does what I think they're going to do, my offensive player of the year is that quarterback who's playing for his fifth team in two years is Baker Mayfield because this team, great defense or no, you guys know, Buccaneers fans know this. We've seen really good defenses in this franchise and they still don't win almost any games. If this team is going to pull off a winning record in this season with this schedule, Baker Mayfield is going to have to play above average. That's quite anticlimactic, but above average play from Baker Mayfield is going to amaze a lot of people who have not been looking at Tampa Bay football. Yeah, I agree 100%. I I do think that Baker's going to have to be on on top of things this season if the Bucs are going to get to the win projections that that you and I have, but he's going to need some help. Can't do it all himself. And um, my offensive player of the year, if the Bucs reach that plateau, it's going to be running back Rashad White. I've talked a lot this week about Rashad White and what I think his involvement is going to be in this offense. I've compared him to Kenneth Walker III from last year's Seattle Seahawks and how much he was involved in the run game, in the pass game, how often he was getting touches when he was on the field. Rashad White has to take this opportunity that he's getting as the RB1, and he has to keep it because I've been listening to a lot of different shows and, and, you know, a lot of, you know, that I'm, I'm 
a big fan of the fantasy footballers. They're talking already that they think Sean Tucker will be the number one running back on this team before the midway point. They love what Sean Tucker does. And outside of, of Buccaneers fandom, there's not a lot of people sold on Rashad White. He's got to have a massive year and help out Dave Canales and Baker Mayfield in this offense. Yeah, so 100%. By the way, we did absolutely hit 5,000 subscribers on YouTube, so we greatly appreciate all of you for contributing to that. King Snake, you don't have to apologize. Uh, I don't know how long you've been listening to the show, but every day, as you already know, we already say this, agreeing is not a, a requisite to watch this show. So That's right. I uh, don't have to apologize. I have zero interest or zero interest. I have zero problem with uh, people who disagree. And you know what I mean? That, that's, that's part of discourse. It's part of conversation. So, and Mike uh, in the chat, got to throw this up real quick. The offense should create a lot of opportunities for Otten. Yes. Kate Otten, let's go. Uh, my defensive player of the year, uh, if the Bucs are going to reach this level, should be no surprise to anyone. He has been the most consistent, the most constant, the most reliable player on the defensive side of the ball for this football team for a decade, and it's Levante David. Levante David has to continue to be Levante David. He has to be that leader in the middle of the field. He has to go sideline to sideline. He's got to create opportunities, force fumbles, get sacks, get interceptions, fire up that defense. He's got to be that dude one more time for this Buccaneers team to be able to really spark the defense and lead them to uh, you know really strong performance this season. Yeah, absolutely. My defensive player of the year, I mean, again, every day is if you've been listening to our shows, you already know how high I am on Antoine Winfield Jr. this year. And, mm -hmm. and I and I just I feel like this is going to be a year where he really kind of puts himself on the larger map. Right. Uh, a lot of people give him some of his flowers and all that stuff, but I want to see him get more flowers from the national media, uh, more so than just the local media. And I feel like this could be a season that he does it. A lot of people talk about second years being that breakout year. But for Antoine Winfield Jr., because of the things that this Buccaneers defense has needed him to do to help them plug holes, plug holes here, plug holes there, I think this really could be his breakout season. It might come a little bit late, but he's going to use that experience, use that knowledge that he's had since he's since he's gotten to the NFL. Uh, and I really think this is going to be a big year for Antoine Winfield Jr. Rookie of the year for me, James. I'm going with a little bit of a sleeper, but honestly, so are you. Bigger sleeper. Uh, I'm going with wide receiver Trey Palmer. You know what I mean? And I think the, the easy, the, the, the low-hanging fruit would be the first-round draft pick. Uh, right. Even though he did suffer that little bit of an injury and all that, but I'm going Trey Palmer. When you look at Dave Canales' offenses historically, uh, receivers lead his teams in, uh, in in touchdown receptions. And granted, he hasn't been the OC for all of those and all that stuff, so you have to take that with a grain of salt. But he comes from an offense that likes to produce through their receivers. They have had some good running backs production seasons and all that stuff. But Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, those are the kinds of guys that are are producing. When I look at this roster, who's the most Tyler Lockett like? To me, it's Trey Palmer, and he's going to get the burn on top of it. I'm not saying Trey is going to have a Tyler Lockett season, but as a rookie, I feel like he could have an above-average season because of the way that Dave Canales designs his offense. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and look, I, I've talked a lot about Rashad White on, on this show. I've talked about him a lot all offseason. He can't do it by himself. When I brought up the Kenneth Walker the third comparisons, I've talked about how he was only on the field for 53% of snaps. That leaves another 47% of snaps, and they still need somebody reliable that can run the ball, that can catch the ball, that can pick up blitzes, and my rookie of the year is going to be running back Sean Tucker. I, I think everything that this kid does is, is fantastic, and he 100% would have been 
you know, a late day two, early day three draft pick. If it wasn't for a heart condition, that kind of kept him out. The medicals weren't great. There's a reason they gave him guaranteed money. And it's because Dave Canales pointed him out and said, look, I want this guy in my offense because he fits exactly what I want to do. Tucker's going to get a lot of opportunity to shine in this offense. And he's got to help out Rashad White when uh, when Rashad needs a breather. Finally, for the, the ones that you and I are both doing, team MVP. So I know I didn't pick him for offensive player of the year, but if this team is going to win nine, 10 games, be in the playoff hunt, the MVP has to be Baker Mayfield. And it's not just about the stats. I'm not saying that in order for for Baker to be the MVP, he needs to have 30 touchdowns and 12 interceptions and 5,000 yards. It's about the leadership. It's about the commitment. It's about the drive. It's about everything from the moment he wakes up in the morning to the moment he goes to bed doing what he can to put himself and his teammates in the best position to succeed. We all love the Baker Mayfield chip on the shoulder. It's got to translate to leadership on and off the field. He's he's got to show the world that he can still do it. Yeah, hundred percent. He's got to show people who have talked down about him, like me, over his career that uh, we're stupid and wrong. Uh, my team MVP is going to be Vita Vea because we all want to see a better pass rush from this defense and their specific players: Joe Tryon, Shuinka, Logan Hall, uh, Shaq Barrett, and his return from injury. Granted, but I have I firmly believe if you're going to get better, you got to stay strong where you were already strong. Vita Vea was already strong. He's been strong. He's got to stay strong. And I think that it all starts and, and starts with him. Again, it's not about stats. He may not hit the sack numbers that he hit last year. And 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 hopefully that's a good thing because other guys are cleaning up those sacks and not waiting for Vita Vea to get through the trash and get to the quarterback. But Vita Vea, it's, it's going to be one of those. It's almost like a smart joke where you really have to kind of think about it. Like you're going to have to watch the tape and watch the replays and see the impact that Vita Vea is making because hopefully the stats aren't going to be there because, again, he's going to facilitate for mm -hmm. everybody else and the NFL doesn't give assists for sacks. Um, getting into most likely, we're going to do one most likely, two. And this, this category we're going to do, uh, I'm going to do is most likely to score the most touchdowns. Again, going back to Dave Canales' experience with the Seattle Seahawks and how much wide receivers dominate the production in those systems. You'd be surprised if you go back and look how many times Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf almost have identical stat lines. Like It's actually mm -hmm. a little bit weird because they're very different types of receivers. But when there is an advantage in the scoring production, it goes to the guy who's a little bit quicker, a little bit faster. That is Chris Godwin. So most likely to score the most touchdowns for this Buccaneers offense for me this season, wide receiver Chris Godwin. That's why I drafted him in my fantasy league. Uh, my most likely is most likely to lead the team in takeaways. And for me, there was really only one choice, and it's Devin White. I want the guy that can get interceptions that is going to chase down ball carriers and be able to force fumbles. I want the guy that is going to come on blitzes and get after quarterbacks and force fumbles there. I want the guy that is in the middle of everything all the time. And we know Devin White, you know, the whole saga wants to be traded, wants the mega deal, you know, wants this, wants that. He's in a contract year too. He, Antoine, Mike Evans, a lot of contracts. They need to come to fruition. So whether it's with Tampa or whether it's with another team, Devin White is going to be at his peak all year long to maximize this opportunity to get his bag. And he can do so by being one of the premier defensive players in the league when it comes to takeaways in the 2023 season. 
Give me, ooh, I'm about to go bold prediction. Are you ready for this, David? Double-digit takeaways for Devin White. Between fumbles and interceptions, he is going to have double-digit takeaways. Nice. You know what? I'll go bold prediction. Vita Vea yes. is going to have half the sacks he had last year, but the Buccaneers' defense is going to have twice. <laughs> there, I don't even know if that's possible. I didn't even look it up. I'm just, no, I'm just throwing numbers had, out there. They had like 47 sacks last season as a team. <laughs> well, we're, going, we're going 94 or 40. Yeah, 94. Yeah, 94 sacks. We're going 94 sacks. Let's do it. Vita Vea is going to have you half. Let's go to 100. Go 100. Shaq Barrett for 60. Yeah, there we go. I was going to say, Vita Vea gets half the sacks that he did, but Joe Tryon Shoyinka breaks Michael Strahan's fake record. All right. Oh, <laughs> fake record. like it. That is going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much. Our everydayers, our every livers. thank you for joining us here on this bonus episode on a Saturday. Don't forget, I will be back tomorrow live to react to the Buccaneers and Vikings week one matchup. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel and you have those notifications set so that you know exactly when it's going to happen because it's not really going to be a set time all year long. It's going to be as soon as I can get to it. That's where it's going to be. So we have to adjust for the, the start time. I have to adjust for my son's hockey schedule. So make sure you're subscribed to YouTube. You have the notifications on so you know as soon as I am about to go live. So thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked on Bucks. Check out everything David is doing over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out what I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow everything on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding weekend. The NFL season is here. It's time. Where, where was my yeah on that? <laughs> Fire yeah, the cannons. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. And we want to thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, 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 oh.